Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, hello and welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast. It's going to be a blinder today. We saw some cracking Champions League football on Wednesday night. The biggest comeback in Champions League and European Cup history as Barcelona turned over a 4-0 first leg defeat and turned it into a victory with a 6-1 win at the New Camp. We also had Borussia Dortmund beating Benfica four goals to nil. It was some incredible football on display. So, so exciting. And this is why we're all football fans, because of these types of games. But anyway, first up, let's touch on the news. Not much news today because we want to talk about the football, uh, the Champions League ties. So the little bit of news, Chabi uh, Alonso. Um, has announced that he'll be retiring at the end of the season. A true midfield playmaking legend retires. You know, you think of the team that he was part of at Liverpool with uh, the midfield of Mascarano, Steven Gerrard. You know, they got to the, the Champions League twice and they won one of the trophies. Then you think of uh, him, his impact for La Decima in central midfield there, bossing the absolute show with, uh, you know, Di Maria in that midfield, Modric in that midfield. Incredible. Then over to Bayern Munich, another fantastic team, a fantastic player and an all-time great. To, uh, you know, celebrate his his career, we're going to do the top 10 passes in world football at the end of this episode of the Football Podcast. But of course, first up, let's talk about the Champions League. Where else to start than at the new Camp? What a game. This is why we love football. This is why we watch football. This is why I watch nil-nils, because sometimes you get a 6-1. And not even a 6-1 where, you, you know, it's one team versus a weak team. This are two of the top teams, the top of the team again in Liga in France versus one of the best teams in the Liga in recent years. An incredible game of football. Let's just go through the match first before we dive into why, how, what happened. So first up, of course, Barcelona needing to score five goals to go through. PSG beat them 4-1 at their place. So Barcelona had a big, big deficit to turn. Although Barcelona have been scoring goals of late, you know, 11 goals in their previous two games before the game against PSG. Anyway, to the game, Luis Suarez grabbed the opener after about two minutes. Um, some good play, bit of a scrappy goal, Rafinha whipped the ball in, no PSG player cleared it, Kevin Trapp went for the punch, Suarez nicked ahead, grabbed the goal, goal line technology, perfect, goal allowed. Barcelona, one goal up, they're getting momentum, you see the players lifted, they're charging back to the halfway line, they can't wait to get the ball to their centre circle. 
And it goes, you know, a little bit of time goes past. Iniesta chipped over the top um, with an incredible back heel. An absolutely incredible bit of play from Andres Iniesta. We, we all know that he steps up in these big moments. You think the Champions League final of a few seasons ago, the World Cup final. But this was a huge moment. Back heel across the goal, you know, looking for Suarez to come in, looking for someone like Messi to come in. Kazawa hits him, goes in. Barcelona, two goals to nil. It's starting to look like it is on. The comeback is on. Then the halftime comes. Luis Enrique gets the lads in. Continues, you know, obviously we'll probably say to the lads, this is working out perfectly. Let's continue this momentum. So back from half-time, Barcelona again on the front foot. Andres Iniesta picking up the ball in the inside left channel. Threw ball to Neymar. Neymar gets around the side of Munier. Munier brings him down. Penalty time. I was afraid at this time. I thought Lionel Messi was going to miss. I touched all the wood in the pub. But banging the penalty home. Solid penalty from Lionel Messi. So he's thinking the comeback is on. This formation is working out. The team selection is perfect. Luis Enrique is going to get it right. And we're going to be able to see this Barcelona team compete for this Champions League this year. Exciting stuff for all football fans. Then, the moment of misery. Rakitic. The first time that PSG get behind the Barcelona back three. Great free kick over the top. Kazawa getting in behind Rakitic. Flicks the ball back and Cavani with one hell of a finish. Game, set, match, PSG. They're going through the away goal. Barcelona need to score three goals to get back into the game. Incredible scenes. Absolutely incredible scenes. Unai Emery's done it. His team selection's poor. His tactics have been poor. But this goal has killed the tie. The time ticks on. 20 minutes later, 87th minute. You're thinking, nah, it's, you know, it's pretty over. This is about consolation. Neymar picks up a free kick. Um, left side of the goal. Bends it into the top corner. What a free kick from the Brazilian international who had an absolute stormer of a game. They take the kick off. 89th minute, Messi picks up the ball deep in midfield, over the top for Luis Suarez. Suarez gets brought down by Marquinhos. Penalty number two. Does Messi step up? Absolutely not. Neymar, with his confidence, just banged in a free kick from about 30 yards, steps up, rifles the ball home, and it is on. 5-1. The comeback is nearly complete. So it's the 94th minute. The tie looks like it's over. Barcelona have a free kick. They're chucking everything at it. To Stegen makes his way to the PSG box. Barcelona take the free kick. It's cleared. To Stegen picks the ball up in the centre circle. Slips a pass. Brilliant play from the goalkeeper, but it's fouled. This is the moment. The moment that everyone has been waiting for. The pub is on his feet. The atmosphere is electric. Neymar steps up. To Stegen again in the penalty area, puts a ball into the box. It's half cleared. Ball back to the Brazilian international. Show a lovely feint inside onto his left foot, and one of the most brilliant passes with a weaker foot that you're ever going to see in European football. Neymar clips a ball over the top. Sergio Roberto, perfect time run. It is goal time. 6 1. The new camp absolutely erupts. Messi gets involved with the crowd. The biggest comeback we've ever seen in European football. And Dave is in the pub, sitting there. Pint in hand, speechless, grabs his phone, a little bit of a record, just nothing comes out. What a comeback from Barcelona, one of the most incredible games of football I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I hope that was dramatic enough, I hope that reading was, was delivered perfectly because it was that dramatic, incredible game of football. Barcelona needing to score three goals in the last three minutes of normal time, plus the four added, so they had seven minutes and they scored the three goals, incredible. Neymar was at the heart of it. Iniesta had a great game until he got taken off. 
Messi was at his best, but Skess was dictating. But why did Barcelona win this game? This is where the analytic, analytical head comes on. So let's break down the tactics. Of course, we've got to go there. First up, let's talk about the Barcelona shape. They're playing a 3-6-1 or a 3-5-2. With Lionel Messi just off Luis Suarez. On the left-hand side, we've got Neymar. Right-hand side, Rafinha. Two central midfielders, even Rakitic. And, of course, Andres Iniesta. Busquets holding in behind. And a back three from right to left of Mascarano, Pique and Samuel Mtiti. It's a formation that Luis Enrique has played in recent week. He's been t- he's been testing it. He's been tampering with it and been playing with it. And it, it's just perfect. It's perfect for this Barcelona team and it was perfect to unlock the PSG team. All credit to Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique absolutely destroyed Unai Emery. Unai Emery's side had no intensity, had no pressing through the middle. Everything that you expect and, you know, following that first leg, you expected the likes of Verratti, uh, Matuidi, Rabiot to be so aggressive in midfield. Unfortunately, they stood up. They stood off and it was so ballsy from Luis Enrique to go 3v3 versus the PSG front three. You had Mascarano, PK Umtiti up against um, Julian Draxler, uh, Lucas Moura and of course Edison Cavani. And that's what it was. That's what Barcelona basically did. They went man for man. If we break the systems down, it works out man for man. So I just spoke about the front three, back three, into midfield. Uh, it's a 3v3. You've got Verratti, um, Matuidi and Rabiot versus Busquets, Iniesta and Rakitic. Then you think of the PSG back four up against a Barcelona front four. In a way, the system looked at times like a 3-3-4 with uh, Neymar and Rafinha being wingers and pinning the fullbacks back. The PSG fullbacks couldn't get forward at all because they were pinned back by these Barcelona outside forwards, the the wingers in the 3-5-2. And it was an incredible bit of tactical geniusness from Luis Enrique. A fantastic bit of... We're going to try this system, we're going to play it for a few weeks, and bang, we are going to beat PSG. Incredible, incredible stuff. What it did is it created those 1v1s all over the pitch. And Barcelona's press was so aggressive, and that was so key to their victory. As soon as PSG picked up the ball, whether it was at defence, midfield, Barcelona would squeeze them so hard. That was because they knew that they had a 3v3 at the back. So Barcelona just squeezed PSG so, so hard with Rakitic, Iniesta, Neymar, Messi, Suarez making big, big tackles, Rafinha in the opposition's half and turning the ball over. In terms of possession, Barcelona had it absolute all. And it all came from the Barcelona back three, who won, were absolutely awesome in defence. You know, I mentioned the 1v1s that they that was created with the PSG front three, Barcelona back three. Every single time... Those six players had a battle. The Barcelona player always came out on top. Whether it was Umtiti making a key slide tackle or nicking the ball back before the likes of uh, Lucas Moura had got turned and got running or uh, Mascarano was cutting the supply off to Julian Draxler before it was even there, made six interceptions, more than any other player on the pitch. Or it was just PK dominating Cavani airily, but also with the ball at his feet. Fanta- As a unit, they were brilliant. They won 100% of their tackles, 83% of their aerial duels, made nine interceptions and three clearances. For a team that had all the ball... They- that is incredible defensive stats. If you're looking at the defensive stats adjusted by possession, unbelievable uh, performance there from the back three. But more importantly, the back three was the reason why Barcelona won this game. Not because of their defensiveness, but because of the platform they created and the way that they were they were passing and moving the ball. In terms of completed passes in the final third for Barcelona, only Messi and Neymar managed more than the Barcelona back three. And that's how important they were, bringing the ball out of the back, 
if it was, uh, you know, TT finding the ball to Neymar, that was the most frequent combination between passes um, in the whole entire game. 28 times and TT got the ball to Neymar. And Neymar had such a good game that that's what you wanted to do. You constantly wanted to get in the ball. In terms of PK was playing it short to Busquets and Javier Mascarano was going quite simple to Rafinha. But they were all passes into the final third that were usually breaking the PSG lines. PSG was so poor. They would try to be compact, but there was so much space for Barcelona to operate in because of the nature of their system. You think of the two central midfielders that Barcelona had, Rakitic and Iniesta, were drifting in between PSG lines and so was Messi. So there were three passing options for the back three to find. In terms of their pass accuracy in the final third, it was absolutely a joke. You think of uh, Mascarano, who completed the most out of the back three, 21 out of his 24 passes at 87.5% pass accuracy. I don't think I've ever seen stats like that for a centre-back. In terms of passing in that final third, you go to Samuel Umtiti, completed 20 of his 21 passes into the final third, a 95% pass accuracy. I raved about Samuel Umtiti last season at Lyon. He was so good at out of the back. He was one of the reasons why Lyon played such great football because he'd bring the ball out back, out of the back. And it's such a steal. Barcelona, what a signing. Again, why have English clubs not looked at Samuel Umtiti and gone, wow, that guy is an ex-Lillian Turan. Let's snap him up right now. You think of Manchester United signing Eric Bay. Eric Bay is a fantastic signing. But what you could could have had from Samuel Umtiti is that next level. Bay potentially will get there in time, but Samuel Umtiti is there right now. Going back to the back three in terms of what PK did, 19 out of his 21 passes into the final third were completed. 87.5% pass completion once again. It was amazing. It was so good. That back three, that's the best back three performance I've ever seen in my entire life. That's better than anything Benucci, Barzagli and Chiellini have done because it's got the attacking structure behind it. It's got the chance creation. It's got the winning of the tackles, the interceptions and so forth. You look at the stats between the back three and it's absolutely incredible in terms of an attacking sense. They had, they created two chances, had three shots on goal, four dribbles, 66 passes in the final third, completing 91% of those passes between them. An incredible display. Credit to Luis Enrique for setting his side up like this with the platform at the back to give Barcelona this win. But also in terms of what they were doing, you had the link between Busquets and, and Messi. That was back. That happened 20 times in the game from Busquets to finding Messi in between the lines. Messi was rocking. But more crucial, as you mentioned before, it was that... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. From TT to Neymar link that gave Barcelona this victory. Neymar himself was brilliant. You know, I mentioned the free kick, the penalty, the assist for the, the crucial last goal. But overall, he was fantastic. Completed more passes than any other player in the final third. In terms of dribbles, he was the most on the pitch. And overall, it was a mature display. We usually expect performances from Messi of that calibre, but Neymar has really stepped up and is closing the gap on the two best players in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo and, of course, Lionel Messi. In terms of what Unai Emery did, I mentioned tactically got it completely wrong. They stood off the Barcelona midfield. They gave them too much... Uh, freedom, they didn't work the channels well enough, they didn't move that Barcelona back three. They just lost all their jewels and there were some questionable selections. First up, Thiago Silva had a terrible game, completed 58% of his passes and I think he only won one tackle on the pitch. Uh, Kimpembe in the first leg was brilliant. Had Lionel Messi in his back, put, back pocket, completely destroyed the Argentinian legend. And it was a strange selection. I would have probably gone with Kimpembe. The youthfulness, the aggression was perfect in that first leg. And I feel it was an interesting selection for Unai Emery. In terms of the front three as well, playing Lucas. Lucas is a player that for Unai Emery has done a better job tactically defensively. So I can kind of understand there. But what they lost was Angel Di Maria's ability to pick up the ball in between the lines. That was so crucial to that first win. So crucial. Picking up that ball, passes from Verratti, option there, turn, head up, bang. And that was the problem. Verratti went under the radar in terms of uh, his defensive game was quite good. He won eight out of his 11 tackles. He won more tackles than any other player on the pitch. But when he won the ball back, he had no one to play to. There was no option. There was no one drifting from the wing, picking up those pockets of space that Angel Di Maria did in that first leg. And again, that was a big mistake from Unai Emery. I love Unai Emery. I think he's a brilliant coach. But unfortunately, he's had an absolute stinker in this game. Couldn't change the tide, couldn't change the momentum when Barcelona had their tails up. In terms of passes, James McManus from Squawker, a wonderful stat that he pulled out. In that last seven minutes of the game, PSG only completed four passes and they were all from kickoff. Incredible stuff. Really incredible stuff from PSG, from Barcelona. Unai Emery having a stinker. Absolutely rubbish. But what a game of football we had there. Barcelona. I want Barcelona to win the Champions League now. It was Bayern Munich for a good old Carl Ancelotti, but now my allegiances are switching. I want Barcelona to lift up the crown just because of this key performance here. And Luis Enrique, probably my favourite manager of all time. The Messi, Neymar, Suarez, front three in the 2013-14 Champions League season was unbelievable. Especially on the counter-attack with the ball, without the ball, they were brilliant. So, come on, Luis Enrique. Come on, Barcelona. Time to lift the trophy. But anyway, that is enough on the Barcelona versus PSG game. What a game of football. So exciting. Tactically brilliant from Luis Enrique. But moving on to other tactical brilliant performances, of course, we've got to talk about the other lads um, that were playing yesterday, the hipster derby, Borussia Dortmund versus Benfica. I mentioned, mentioned in the first leg that Dortmund absolutely destroyed them. So many good chances they created and this was going to be an absolute hammering. I predicted a 4-1 win um, in the game, but in fact it was four goals to nil. Instead of Aubameyang missing his chances this time... He scored them, grabbed a hat-trick and was brilliant in the game. His energy, his pace, uh, his finishing was just perfect. In terms of his movement as well, so many good times when the ball goes out wide. He makes the right move, times his run perfectly, slots the ball home, so composed within the penalty area. In terms of what uh, Dortmund did so well in the game, it was get their wing-backs up the pitch and get them involved. You think of two of the goals that they created... Um, were two passes from central midfield out to those wing-backs. You know, Derm and Schmelzer getting forward very well, creating those overloads. Just that, that formation that Chelsea are playing um, and Dortmund, they play both play a 3-4-3 three, 
three or a five four one without the ball, but they play it very differently. Chelsea sit off, they counter-attack. What Dortmund do is they dominate the ball and they dominate you down the flanks. They pin you back with their wide forwards, you know, Pulisic and uh, Dembele against Benfica, which makes the opposition back four narrow, which allows the fullbacks to get around the side and creates these opportunities. That's, it's kind of like an old-school Barcelona through-ball cutback, where Barcelona used to have it in central midfield, work it, work it, work it, Xavi, then Xavi would fire a ball, Dani Alves through the middle, cut back to Lionel Messi. It was similar to that, how Julian Weigel, Castro, were waiting for these um, the fullbacks to, or the wingbacks, should I say, push on, then play those through balls. Think of the two goals. Uh, the first one, which Schmelzer assisted, it was a fantastic ball from Julian Weigel from central midfield out to the wing. Um, first time ball across, Schmelzer goal time. Other time, Castro picks up the ball, through ball to Eric Derm. Game over. 4-0 to Borussia Dortmund. Just talking about those two central midfielders, they've got great balance. You've got Julian Weigel's um, reading of the game's ability to play those short passes, but also play the long passes out wide when needs be. Then you've got Castro's intelligent passes forward. And it's a great combination. In terms of Julian Weigel, he's completed more passes than any other player in Europe. In terms of Julian Weigel, he's completed more passes than any player in the Champions League. At 21 years old, that is absolutely incredible. What a talent we have there. But let's finish it off talking about Pulisic, who, at 18 years old, stepped up to the plate. His game by numbers was fantastic. One goal, one assist, two shots, six dribbles, 11 final third passes, which in fact was the second highest on the pitch, and he won 100% of his four tackles. Incredible display from the young American. The American wonder kid, let's say. You know, the the uh, the header, the flick on to the back post for the opening goal, brilliant bit of play. Uh, the, the chip, the movement for his, um, his goal, fantastic. What a talent we've got there. Pulisic um, is just, he's, he's at that level. He's at that level where he could be the next big thing. It's great for American soccer that they've got a talent of Pulisic's quality. Finally, a gem. A gem that technically is very, very good on the ball, has an eye for his pass, a movement is brilliant, and he understands the game, which I think is the best asset of his of his games at the moment, is his ability to read the play, move at the right time, and attack the space. But Borussia Dortmund absolutely destroyed Benfica and will go through to the next round. I would love to see Borussia Dortmund up against Barcelona. That'd be a great game of football. In terms of sides that they, you know, you could liken them to, potentially the classic Bayern Munich team of 2000-2001, the team that went on to win the Champions League, that had players such as Owen Hargreaves, Effersberg, um, you know, Willy Sangol, Liza Razou as wingbacks, Mezit Scholl, Salihamovic, and of course Giovanni Elbert through the middle. A brilliant team, and I liken this Borussia Dortmund team to that team. A lot of ability on the ball, a lot of energy, great transitional speed but anyway guys that's been that for the champions league analysis i hope you've enjoyed it i enjoyed those games so much as you can tell with my super hyped up voice so to celebrate chabby alonso's career we're going to do the top 10 passes in the world right now from number 10 to number one so at number 10 i'm going to give it to paul pogba a great range of passing his ability to hit flat uh, long ball passes is reminiscent of Paul Scholes and how Paul Scholes used to be able to dictate the play but he's got it all he's got crosses from wide areas simple short passes all Pogba needs to do to become one of the best passers in the world is improve on his decision making asset wise he has every single pass you think of the through ball he played for Zlatan Ibrahimovic against Crystal Palace this season what a wonderful player of course on to number nine let's move on to Cesc Fabregas it's been around the block for a while, but Fabregas, one of the things that he's got that potentially some of these other passes have not got is the ability to play balls over the top. In the last three seasons, no player in Europe's top five leagues has got more assists from his own half than Cesc Fabregas. 
Racking nine assists up at his time at Chelsea, you can think of some of the passes he played to Diego Costa in their Premier League winning season, and that's why I'd put Cesc Fabregas up at number nine. On to number eight, and it's Marco Verratti. The Italian central midfielder has it all. Whether it's a through pass that's going to cut a team um, in between their midfield and their defence, or it's a ball out wide, Verratti is so calm, so good on the ball with his agile body ability to spin out of tackles he is the ultimate modern day passer of the football and definitely as he gets older as his decision making like Paul Pogba improves will shoot up the rankings at number 7 it's Luka Modric the guy that links the Real Madrid midfield and attack together Cruz, who we're going to touch on a little bit later on, is a controller. Modric is the guy linking with Gareth Bale, linking with Cristiano Ronaldo. But if we go back to his days at Tottenham, he was so good at bringing the wide players in. Gareth Bale on the left-hand side, Aaron Lennon on the right. He was the heartbeat of that team. But then he moved to Real and became the heartbeat of their team in the final third. In terms of Benzema, Ronaldo, Gareth Bale, what better link would you want than the Croatian international? Over to number six, and it's going to be Thiago, who's getting the headlines at Bayern Munich this season. You think of his performance against Arsenal in both legs, a brilliant display from the Spanish international. In terms of passes per game completed this season in Europe's top five leagues, only Thiago Motta has managed more per game. Incredible stuff from the Spanish-Brazilian midfielder. Moving on, of course, we've got to have Xabi Alonso in this top 10 and he's getting in at number 5. In terms of chance created in the Bundesliga in the last two seasons, no player has created more chances from his within his own half than, obviously, Xabi Alonso. You think of how he dictated the play for the team that won the decima, how he's dictated the play for Bayern Munich. A modern-day great deep-lying playmaker. A great range of passing from left to right. And it's sort of summed up by the way that he used to chip goalkeepers from the halfway line by basically passing it over their head. Well done, Chabi Alonso. In at number four, we've got Tony Cruz or Cruz Control. Whether it's with Germany or Real Madrid, Tony Cruz is the guy keeping the game moving. Arguably the closest player in this top 10 to the great Paul Scholes. Picks up the ball from the centre-backs, spreads the play with his great vision, range and also top technique. Into the top three, I think we can look no further than Catalonia for the top three. In at number three, I'm going to go with Sergio Busquets. The classic Sergio Busquets pass is from defensive midfield to Lionel Messi in attacking midfield. In fact, he did that 20 times against PSG in the Champions League second leg and really released the Argentinian legend in the attacking space. And that is what has become a trademark of Busquets' career, is freeing up attackers in the final third by using his great body balance or ability to just shift players without even touching the ball. Busquets, what a passer. In at number two, the heir to Xavi's throne at Barcelona is, of course, Andres Iniesta, who, when Xavi was there, played more of a role in the final third, but finally has now stepped up and become that playmaker that everyone wanted to see. Slightly different from Xavi. Xavi operated a little bit deeper than Andres Iniesta, but Andres Iniesta in that final third what a player you know he has outside the boot passes uh, inside the foot passes crossfield balls through balls everything he's got everything in his locker and that's why andres iniesta is of course number 2 on to number 1 this is going to be an interesting one. He's not actually, in fact, a central midfielder. It's Lionel Messi, who pretty much could play anywhere and has, in recent years has become a full-time playmaker. His trademark pass, coming in onto his uh, left foot from the right-hand side and finding the likes of Neymar or Jordi Alba with that brilliant ball from the right side over the top to the left-hand side. In terms of stats, Lionel Messi has completed 81 through balls in the last three La Liga seasons. That is, in fact, 48 more than any other player. In a league where you've got the likes of Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Andrew Iniesta 
and Busquets, that is incredible. Messi, the best passer on the planet, the best dribbler on the planet, the best goal scorer on the planet, the best player on the planet. And that is that for the top 10 passes in world football. Well done to Xabi Alonso, cracking career. Great stuff, great passing, great touches, great dictating and play. But anyway, that's it, guys. That has been that for the Statman Day Football Podcast for today. That is a wrap. Make sure you check out tomorrow's episode where we're going to do a bit of queuing and aing, but also talking about Manchester United's game against Rostov in the Europa League. Make sure if you haven't subscribed to iTunes, go and subscribe to the Statman Day Football Podcast. And of course, YouTube, get on that as well and follow me on Twitter. See you later, you wonderful people. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 